Welcome to Mirepoix Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Schubach. I'm a writer, theater maker, and food enthusiast, and I'm taking you on a journey through food, family, and culture via the lens of food practice and tradition. Our guest today is Jasmine Jordan. Up first, a word from our sponsors. This is Mirepoix. Jasmine, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. What a great way to spend a Saturday morning. Yeah, it feels mm-hmm. like very, very like brunch vibes. It does feel like a brunch vibe. I wish we had the brunch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, our first question is, who the heck are you? My name is Jasmine Henry Jordan. I am a writer, performer, and teaching artist. Uh, Gemini, Sun, Virgo Moon, Virgo Rising, uh, ENFJ, someone who loves to be categorized, apparently. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, I'm, a, I'm an ensemble member with the Neo Futurists. I am a company member for Playmakers Lab, and I am a founding member of Hot Kitchen Collective here in Chicago. I'm from Florida. I went to Florida State University. And I live in Chicago now. And I think I think I'm gonna die here. Yeah. Chicago. <laughs> Once you convert to Chicago, yeah. it's hard to change. It really yeah. is. Where are you from in Florida? I'm from Melbourne, Florida, which is smack dab in the middle. Okay. So the closest major city is probably uh Orlando. Okay. Uh real Cape Canaveral vibes. We have yeah. 321 area code. It's very confusing living in the 312, but yeah. Yes, right. <laughs> yeah, what are the chances of that? I know. And I'm always uh, like, it's a joke, shuttles, yeah. rockets, three, yeah. two, one. And people are like, I just, I can't get you your Uber Eats. I'm, I'm upset. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I, uh, this is uh, completely unrelated, but it's related to weird numbers. I, um, my student ID in my um, grad program right now is I'm not going to say all the numbers because it would give the creditor <laughs> fake yeah. people too much information. But really weirdly, it's 900, which is indescript or in doesn't mean anything to me. But the next three numbers are the first three numbers of my childhood phone number oh. followed by my mom's birthday. And I was like, how did this get generated for me? <laughs> that stuff is spooky. Which this is, is funny. random, but I... I was blown away. (laughs) It's funny. We should, I feel like we should, we spent the beginning. Let's drop our full phone numbers, our IDs. Like, here's my social security. (laughs) Wild. It's a wild world. Um, All right. What do you usually say is your favorite food? I usually say my favorite food. Well, I usually say something different almost every time I'm asked for a long, long time, my go-to answer was trail mix. And Mm. I think in retrospect, that is 100% because I have ADHD and poor executive (laughs) uh, function Uh because I I'm just so indecisive. Uh And so I'm like, I like granola. I like fruit. I like nuts. I'm just going to tell people trail mix. Um, I think more recently I'll say falafel. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, I just like always feel good when I have falafel. Yeah. Yeah. I guess a nice thing about trail mix is that it's ready to eat. Yes. Oh, right. Yes. <laughs> like, I feel like I, for my, for my life to feel successful, and I don't mean measurements of success, like career or family, like to have a good week, I do need a certain number of ready to eat things in my house. 100%. I can't cook all the time. Yeah. Overnight oats. Yeah. Love it. Love yeah. it. That's a game changer. Although it, it requires past you to think about future you, which is tricky. <laughs> yeah. I feel like there's so much obsession right now with the with the morning routine, like yes. celebrities spilling their morning routines, CEOs spilling their morning routines. Yeah. And I'm not a morning person, but I love the morning. Uh-huh. So I've really loved having a night routine yeah. when I'm still like my best self. Just yeah. like, oh, let me make things easy for morning, Jasmine. That's very smart. That's very wise. Yeah. yeah. It's like putting out your clothes for the next day of school. Yeah. Yeah. I did not like when I was little. <laughs> no, couldn't do it. No, thank you. <laughs> Can't do it now. I don't even make my bed. I can't. It's like, nah, I'm, no thanks. Um, what's your favorite food and beverage pairing? My favorite food and beverage pairing is, has, has got to be Diet Coke and, mm. and like French fries and yes. like a, 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 a veggie burger. Like yeah. just like a good old school, like fast food run. Yeah. Yeah. Diet Coke and fries. I mean, that's huge for me. And also, it just makes sense. Yeah. It just makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> well, like also, like a diet coke can turn around a day. Like a three p.m. diet coke on a weird, annoying day, game changer. Yeah, and I like. I feel like I've had stomach issues my whole life, and I'm uh-huh. sure like the artificial sweetener in diet coke does not help. But yeah. there's something about like, oh, a heavy meal, bubbles. Yes. Bubbles help, you know? Yeah. I don't know what the bubbles do, but I like that I think they do something. 100%. I was like definitely a kid they who for whom my parents always had ginger ale, like unrefrigerated ginger ale ready. Yes, yes. Yeah. that's real. Um, what about, speaking of morning routines, uh, what's your favorite hot breakfast? My favorite hot breakfast that I bring to Thanksgiving every year is uh, vegan cheesy grits. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I grew up uh, South adjacent. It's, it's yeah. silly to say that Central Florida is the South, but sure. uh, cheese grits were like a big, big thing. And I'm so lactose intolerant. Yeah. Um, and so really learning how to make uh, like use nutritional yeast in a way yes. that made sense. Game changer. Oh yeah, nutritional yeast is a powerful tool. It really is. Put it on some yeah. popcorn. Watch out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I realize, like, I love Parmesan, but sometimes I just want nutritional yeast on like a pasta or something. Yeah. It's also I. This is the hill I'm gonna die on. Like, mark my words. Is sodium. And like anything that makes things salty, <laughs> I'm sold. <laughs> I love it. Salt, fat, acid, heat. Yes. Yeah. Well, my problem is I want a little more salt than the balance, you know. But, <laughs> love, love, love. 
Yeah, live, laugh, love. <laughs> I was just thinking about how good your Instagram handle is. Oh, thank you. It's so good. I love a truism. I love like a, like throw that phrase away. Live, yeah. laugh, love, salt, fat, acid, heat. I feel like salt, fat, acid, heat is something I say all the time. Yeah. When Because my partner is a cook. And uh-huh. my partner will be like, Jasmine, you didn't follow the recipe. And I'm always like, I salt fat acid heated. Like, as if that's like an answer to. Like not. a catch-all. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, there's salt, there's fat, there's acid, there's heat. I did it. And then yeah. he's like, just look at the recipe, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's really funny. Although I guess like, I mean, the inversion of that is sometimes when I mess up something, I'm like, oh, I did skip one of those steps. You know, like often like no acid in my food. I really, oh, yeah. You know, thank God for that book and that show. They're really. What a nice lady. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh. Have you watched um, Waffles and Mochi? Mm-mm. It's a kid. Is that the show. like Michelle Obama? Yes. I've yes. heard of it, but I haven't seen it. It's super cute. Um, but But they have a ton of like, you know, uh, so regular celebrities and then like for lack of a better word celebrity chefs in there and it's I highly recommend the show but it's so fun to see like established chefs talking to a puppet and a kid like all at the same time oh man <laughs> while like cooking it's wild it's so fun it sounds like the combination of a lot of my favorite things so that's how I felt yeah yeah I was like oh okay so this is like ugly delicious meets Sesame Street meets like the David Letterman show somehow you know (laughs) I had mochi for the first time recently because because it has dairy right I found a a cashew milk mochi and it was so good a game changer yeah oh I meant to ask so is it uh with your cheesy grits is it just nutritional yeast do you use other sort of dairy adjacent things um definitely like heavy handed with the paprika. Um, if I'm like really going in on it, I will make my like cashew cheese. Um, but usually you don't need it. Just like olive oil, salt, nutritional yeast, paprika, garlic Mm -hmm. really brings it together. And if you're feeling, you're feeling wild, chop some chives up, you know? Ooh, yeah. Presentation. Chives turn a regular meal into a fancy meal. Somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, or if you can get your hands on those um those those vegan bacon crumbles. Yeah. You know those foods that are so fake, it doesn't really matter if they're yeah. vegan. That's yeah. up there. Yeah. Like a fake bacon crumble is a bacon crumble, you know? Yeah, I have whatever I never I call them bacon bits, but I actually think it's that's a different brand than the one I buy. But it's the one that's like accidentally vegan because it's like textured uh I love that stuff. Soy protein. I mean that that is a huge salad upgrade for me. 100 percent Like a teaspoon of that stuff, and you're like, now this has got some crunch. Yeah. 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 Talk about like a good salt, like a oof. Yeah. yeah. And it gives me like a 90s vibe too. I feel like those were like in full effect at like Pizza Hut salad bars and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Remember when we were like, let's have the worst version of salad, like iceberg lettuce, yeah. and then just put fun stuff on it. Yes. I feel like salads have evolved a lot oh. in the last 10, 20 years. Yes. hundred percent. And, and I'm grateful for it. Me too. Me too. 
Praise the salad gods. <laughs> What's your favorite theme park or county fair or street festival food? Oh, 100% um, funnel cake. Uh, when I was a kid on the fairgrounds, uh, we had uh, we had fairgrounds where we would have the jambalaya jam, mm-hmm. India Fest, and like the state the state fair would come uh-huh. through. It was a magical magical place, um, but it was <laughs> almost all the same vendors at every event, except yes. like India Fest would have a few more <laughs> Indian yes. food dishes. Um, there was also, I want to say there was like a, there was like an Irish one too, but I never went to that mm. one, but, um, but funnel cake at those every mm. time. I, I'm sure that I could not eat funnel cake like that today and not be ill, but yeah. it was delicious in its time. Oh yeah. And sometimes there's things that like, actually, this is a good question. I should add this to this, like things that are worth it. yeah oh man oh yeah like I know this is gonna ruin my night but I have to taste this you know yeah 100 percent. that and uh going to the flea market as a kid Mm. there was always the like fresh kettle corn oof yeah that's up there too man kettle corn is good yeah that's like I never like want kettle corn for the the same events that I'd want regular popcorn like right. the movies I want popcorn fake buttered popcorn you yes know? <laughs> yeah but kettle corn on it like as it, it's an event is phenomenal 100 percent oh man my friend uh, Cassie uh used to make kettle corn and then take the packet out of the macaroni and cheese box and do the cheese powder onto the kettle corn and it would stick because the kettle corn was like, you know, basically glued. It was really good. <laughs> this is blowing my mind. What a great hack. And then she'd save all of the noodles from the boxes and just make a big batch of like plain noodles later. And it was, and then of course, like Kraft literally a couple years later after that came out with like cheese powder in a container, you know? Is that cheese? We don't know. Yeah, I don't I know. know. You'd be like, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like I haven't, I don't know. Cause I, I mean, every time I've had the vegan version of like what is trying to be yeah. like easy Mac or anything yeah. like that, it's never good. I'll say it. Yeah. And you're like, so what's the X factor? Because it's not real cheese. It's not right. creamy. It, yeah. You know, it doesn't emulate any of the other things about real Mac and cheese. Yeah but it has just enough dairy that it can't be replicated. Right. Well, I think there's like so much like in the, in the like vegan food sector that is trying to be the healthier version of something. And I'm not always trying to have the healthier version. I'm just trying to have the dairy free version. Right. (laughs) You know, that's right. Yeah. You're like, if I wanted the health, a healthy meal, I wouldn't have started the question with macaroni and cheese. Correct. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't be reaching for easy Mac. Yeah. 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 Cause it's also, it's both like, um, it's both like, you know, whatever it's Mac and cheese, but it's also like processed, right? Like, right. You know, yeah. And you're like, I want that out of the box. I want it to be processed. Yes. I want it to be fun. <laughs> That's like, I'm a freak. My favorite brownie is a box brownie. Like, I mean, you're not down. wrong. 
And I don't know why. I don't know what the what the what the X factor is. Uh, yeah. Love. Maybe yeah, yeah. magic. I don't know. <laughs> Definitely magic. <laughs> <laughs> I actually do know, right? It's like it tastes like a time before, right? right. Like box brownies is the '90s to me, or my right. '90s. Yeah. Well, there's so many things that it's just like not worth it to make from scratch because the box got it right. I love. You know. Yeah. Well, that's like I talked in another interview about people were ragging on Bisquick, and who the, my guest was like, no, no. Bisquick did have to work for you in a completely reasonable way, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why are we mad? Yeah. Um, speaking of eating things just the way we want them, what's the food you eat to feel comforted? Oh, 100% uh, cereal. <gasps> like, yeah. yeah. Like I, oh man, I had like a, I had like a, like a low pandemic moment where I was like, I cannot be bothered to cook. I can't be bothered to make decisions at the grocery store. If you give me cereal and let me just like trick out cereal, like cereal. Oh man. I think I'm a chef when I'm like, cereal but coconut flakes cereal but i'm gonna throw some frozen blueberries yeah nice banana oh yeah or like give me cereal like blueberries bananas and then i'm like oh i put some chia seeds on top of it and i put some flax seeds i'm like i'm the epitome of health when in fact i just ate like you know an entire bowl of sugar But I'm like, I'm uh, I'm the epitome of wellness. So thank you. Thank you so much. Well, and sometimes, yeah, like those moments when we need to be comforted are also the moments where we need something that's ready to eat. Like sometimes. 100%. Yeah. That resonates a ton with me of just like, well, cereal can happen in 10 seconds, right? Correct. Correct. The day after he who must not be named was elected um, in whatever year that was, 2016? Yep. What is time? Uh, I ate an entire box throughout the day of Frankenberry, that like novelty Halloween cereal, you know, and it's what I needed. Yeah. I just sort of like cried on and off. I watched all of season three of Will and Grace on DVD (laughs) and ate an entire box of Frankenberry cereal. That's so funny. And that intuitive eating. (laughs) Listen to your body. Yeah. I like it. Sometimes you know what you need. Sometimes you don't, but not you, one. <laughs> I won't speak for you. Um, sort of the inversion of that, what's a food you eat when you're feeling under the weather? Ooh, when I'm feeling, <laughs> I mean, it's probably honestly the same food. I Like if I'm sick, I also want to have cereal. Yeah. I, growing up in Florida, I truly was like, soup is only what you eat when you're sick. You only right. eat soup when you're sick. Like right. it is hot outside. Why would you ever eat soup unless you were dying? Yeah. And so it like was only in adulthood that I could appreciate soup as a thing that a well person could eat. But I, I mean, back in the day, I would eat like chicken noodle soup mm-hmm. any, any time, any time there was uh, uh, any illness of any sort. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's the go-to. Yeah, yeah. Soup hits different in a warmer climate. It's not the same vibe. Yeah. You're not like looking for that steam facial or any, you know? 
you don't want it at all. (laughs) And my mother's from the Caribbean too. So Mm -hmm. like the only soup recipes I really grew up with was like pepper pot, which is like a heavy, have you ever had it? Uh-uh, I've heard it's of like it. it's a heavy, heavy green soup that oh. is like a ton of greens, like stewed up, um, usually ham bone, like some okra seeds. And it's like it is it will make you shit like you will you will be shitting green for 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 two days. So those are my suggestions. That soup. That's I think I, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like. Uh, I feel like it's not its intention, but I I feel like there's like definitely some some low key like wellness cleanse vibes yeah. in like old yeah. West Indian oh, sure. uh, cooking. So I wouldn't be surprised if people were like, yeah, got you have to have pepper pot every week to shit the way that people are like, you got to have your celery juice to cleanse, you know? Yeah. Well, also, I think one thing that <clears throat> sort of our era has gotten wrong is like foods that were good for us used to be like integrated into the cuisine, right? Yeah. And now we eat, I don't know, Easy Mac, you know, all week. And then we're like, I don't feel good. I need to do a detox, you know? It's yeah. like a complete inversion of like what would make more sense, probably. It's right? super bizarre. Yeah. That's not me hating on Easy Mac. Easy Mac is king. No, 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 I'm not at all. And I don't even really care, you know, what's in some of that stuff. <laughs> For real. Who cares? Like, yeah, life's too short. Life's too short. Life's too short. Yeah, I re- I sold someone my new sort of like health goal is I just want to have fruits and vegetables as much as possible that are as fresh as possible and by that I mean like sort of like not canned but I do I eat so many canned beans like I'm not hating on canning and that I can sort of recognize the vegetable right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like if I can just try to eat fruits and vegetables that I can visually tell what they are I feel like I'm doing something right do you do you do a CSA you know I do um imperfect produce or or imperfect foods um which they're pretty cool I like the idea of like using vegetables that like suburban otherwise be tossed. yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i'm big into i'm big into that i i use a um i use a csa called tomato mountain oh cool and i feel like i've it's taught me so much about what product produce grows at what time of the year ah, yeah. I, like so i don't go into a grocery store and i'm like oh my gosh, how come there's not blueberries? It's like literally out of season because I got a letter from my farmer saying he's stressed out because of blueberries. I think uh, eating like seasonal produce and eating, yeah, what's fresh, what's like recognizable is like such such a game changer. I used to work at Whole Foods and I would, people would be like, why is the price of this going up? And like, yeah. I, I mean, I worked at Whole Foods pre-Bezos. I love to brag, right. yeah. but, um, <laughs> but it was like, you, we were, we were really educated. We'd be able to say like, oh, there's, you know, the drought in California, the, that's why the price of pine nuts has gone up so high and therefore your pesto is more expensive. Yeah. And people would be like, Hmm, I don't want to pay more. And I'd be like, well, why are they you in Whole Foods? Them. But <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, people are wild because like they don't believe that stuff either. They're like, yeah. no, you just wanted to make more on the pesto. And it's like, Correct. I don't the markup. I don't make commission. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I remember I applied and did not get hired to work <gasps> at Trader Joe's. And this is many, many Fools. years. Ago. Yeah, right. I think yeah. I maybe failed the math test. I don't know. I feel like you have such a great personality for and literally for- have a Trader Joe's vibe. Truly, truly. Like, I literally am their dream employee. I would say so. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're listening, Trader Joe's, I'm in a job search. Hello. Hello. <laughs> but um, I remember when I was in that interview process and uh, they were talking about the employee discount and it was very small. And like, I think maybe I just like made a surprise face or something. Maybe this is why I didn't get the job. But they were like, oh, well, just so you know, like that, and discount is so small because actually the markup at grocery stores is small. They're not like that. The profit margin's not as large as like a restaurant, right? So at a restaurant, sure. you can get twenty five to fifty percent off when you work there. But I think like maybe at Trader Joe's it was ten percent or fifteen. I don't remember. Well, my my Whole Foods spill the tea is yeah, do it. back when I worked there. They they told us like in train well I went I I worked there when they were opening a location so we got like a huge training that I think was pretty unique Uh um like they had us they like paid us to like sit in I want to say at like the Loyola campus and like Uh be educated on like what are GMOs like why why would somebody want locally grown versus organic like how to answer customers questions which I think was like a total fluke I I I don't want to insinuate that everybody who worked at Whole Foods at that time got that kind of education yeah yeah but um they they told us that they had they had a 20 percent spoilage budget and spoilage is anything from theft to uh (laughs) Back in the day, Whole Foods had the give it a try program where uh, if you were ringing someone up and they said, uh, you know, I I love such and such food. And then you could say like, oh, my God, would you like to would you like to try this companion food? And they'd be like, "Uh, what do you mean? Sure. okay." And you as a cashier have a certain number of stickers that you could just like put over the label and be like here this is on me and you got to feel like a fucking superhero yeah but but if someone has a question about a product back in the day i'm sure it's not like this anymore you could be like oh let me just open it up and then the only thing you would do is like you would give that person a sample and then you would sample out the rest of the bag but like that was incorporated into the spoilage budget you know a ton of people steal from whole foods yeah understandably Yes. You know, fuck corporations. Yeah. Um, uh, and then, uh, yeah. And then stuff, and then they, they spoil stuff out way far before like other grocery stores do like closer to the expiration or farther from the expiration date than a lot of people, but 20%, that's a, that's a high. That's huge. That's, that's yeah. And then you as an employee got a 20%, um, discount that's pretty good but they had this thing where you could do like a health screening and get an even higher discount if you were especially healthy which like is really messed up maybe be the opposite (laughs) 
Yeah. Well, because their thought was we're saving money on health insurance for you, which is like pretty, pretty classes, like inherently, like individual public health works. Yeah. It's, it was super weird, but you would like show up, like get weighed, get on a treadmill. Like these people would come like once a year and you would take this test and your discount would go up from 20% to like 22% or the highest it could go was 30. I remember go back down. If you got less healthy, I don't, I don't know. By their metrics. I feel like if you got to 30, you just wouldn't take the test again, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But if you got like maybe 22%, you'd be like, yeah, I'm going to, it it seemed really random too. Cause I only knew two employees at my big store who had the full 30 and I'm like are you ripped like are you a marathon runner and one of them like was like a hardcore cyclist like like vegan very clean eating and the other was like no I I literally don't know why I'm why I got this (laughs) that's wild well I'm glad we don't have to do that today yeah oh gosh I do not want a health screening right now. No, my gosh. <laughs> Maybe ever. Certainly not at my job. Ugh. No, yeah. I mean, and like with semi-public information, like no thanks. Yeah, because I as a cashier, like knew all the other employees, like whether they had 22 or 30, like right. I could see like right. Whole Foods has decided you're the most healthy, which That's like, you know, I'd say, I'd say, statistically speaking a fair number number of people who would want to work at a whole foods might have a history of disordered eating and like i i think that's like uh i think that was a real real mind mind fuck yeah i'd say so yeah no thanks Mm -mm. it's like the pacer test and like getting weighed at school yeah yeah Mm -mm. Oh God. Even, even, even having to do like the chin-ups and in gym and getting like the, in the presidential fitness test or whatever, like a nightmare. Yeah. It was like one more reason for like gross dudes to like flaunt something, you know, it was just like out of here. Yeah. Send me back to art. Truly. (laughs) I'd rather learn cursive than do this shit. Exactly. A hundred percent. Yeah. I'd rather learn about tectonic plates or the metric system or anything <laughs> you know yeah all right complete change of uh, uh, topic the namesake of the show this show which is a classic base to many recipes is mirepoix this three ingredient holy trinity takes many forms all over the globe and manifests in different ways what's your mirepoix what ingredients do you use on the regular to start a cooking process I mean, the, the, the basics, I mean, yeah. I think most things I make start with olive oil, garlic, and onion. Yeah, now oh. you start there, then you go, you go into, I, my partner is looking at me. My partner is, uh, is a cook and huh. has a lot of criticism of the way I cook uh, oh, and is now making a face at me again because I called him out. But yeah, I'd say, I'd say you can start the majority of savory dishes at the very least with just oil, garlic, onion, ready to go. 
same. Yeah. What do, when do you diverge or like when does like a, a, a third item enter the equation? If I, I mean, immediately, whatever the, whatever the protein or the veggie is uh -huh. snacks and then, uh, you know, if you want it to be creamier, throw some coconut milk in. Ooh, yeah. I wish I was, I wish I was, I definitely wish I was more adventurous with spices in uh -huh. cooking. I get in a very like, okay, I was talking to someone about this the other day, but there's like, okay, this is the Italian dish. So yes. it's oregano, basil, Italian seasoning. And this is my curry powder. And I, yes. if I'm getting wild, I'll throw some, some cinnamon in with the curry powder. Yeah. Or this is the like, I have a, like a lot. I love, <laughs> I got into a very silly fight with someone about paprika recently. Yeah. I was like, black pepper accomplishes nothing. And they were like, that's a pretty bold statement. Yeah. And they're like, what would you use instead of black pepper? And I was like, paprika, because it's beautiful. And they're like, it does not do remotely the same thing that black yeah. pepper does. Right. <laughs> but yeah. I got into white pepper for a while. I liked the idea of it being peppery, but like not seeing it, you know, mm -hmm. like in like creamy sauces and stuff. That was pretty fun. Yes. I'm a huge paprika user, though. I don't know how or why I use paprika like in everything it's just gorgeous yeah it yeah. is yeah it's what makes the deviled egg the deviled egg like 100 percent. if there oh isn't paprika gosh. on there what is it i know yeah <laughs> um related question what's in your fridge what are the items you can always find in your kitchen or pantry um in my fridge there's always a non-dairy milk mm -hmm. uh eggs um always uh always definitely like leftovers of some mm -hmm. kind i usually i batch meals yeah a lot um those are the only things you can really count on and then all yeah. the like a lot of produce from my csa mm -hmm. some of which i genuinely don't know what it is so i haven't yes. figured out how to prepare it yet uh like there's some root vegetables that i get pretty often I'm like I have no idea what this is yeah. we're gonna we're gonna take a risk we're gonna make a stir, stir fry see what happens uh always try to have like one of those big things of spinach uh, -huh. uh yes. and then do you finish I'll, it do I finish it yeah I do I do <laughs> usually because if I if it starts to get a little wild I start to put it in a smoothie so I like oh, that's smart yeah yeah, I like always have like protein powder for smoothies. I like try to always have frozen fruit in the freezer. Uh, and then in my, we keep a little box under the kitchen table. That's always got, you know, your granola bars, yeah. dates. Always like to have cocoa powder because mm -hmm. I always want to make some, I love a chocolate mug cake. Oh, yeah. You know? easy you make one of them at a time just a perfect thing yeah. those those things you can pretty much coconut milk tomato sauce you know the yeah. basics yes yeah that's right i can't always keep cereal though because i will just eat two boxes in one yeah. day so that's like a, a decisive purchase that's, yes <clears throat> that's me and chips like I'll just yeah. blow through the bag. 
So I buy the chips for really specific, like if it's a barbecue or if just I want chips with a sandwich, I will buy like, and then I, I hope this isn't restrictive eating because I don't want to practice restrictive eating, but like I will get the size of chips I want to eat with the sandwich Correct. because if I get the whole bag, it, it, it's gone. That is not where my control lies. Yeah, same. Wild. cereal is easy to do that with too because you're like oh i just need to put in a little bit more cereal to stop yes. up this milk oh i need to put in a little bit more milk to stop yes. up the cereal and before you know it that's out 100%. yeah <laughs> <laughs> like i like look up and i've eaten all my like nine dollar granola and i'm like yeah yeah oh it hurts when it's the expensive stuff yes although delicious yeah <laughs> mm. What good, else are we good, gonna do? good use of money, you know? Well, yeah, I actually, I coach myself in that way. Like sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, I ate all the cheese. <laughs> and I'm like, right, but you bought the groceries to eat. Correct. And it wasn't takeout. Yes. So yeah. It's a win. 100%. You know? And no, also, and less food waste. Yes. 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 Yeah. I grew up with a lot of siblings. I, we, my parents had foster care. And so we often had a lot of, people in the house and so there was a general like don't eat all the thing because it's it's for other someone else might want it and like weirdly I still have that feeling sometimes where I'm like well I don't eat all of that now and I'm like but why yeah who am I saving the spaghetti for you know (laughs) yeah it's wild but people are mysterious truly all right you are nine years old who is in your kitchen? Who is doing the cooking and what are they making? Um, definitely. I mean, could be anyone in my household. Uh, my mom and my dad both cook a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad and his eight siblings, almost all of them, almost all of them fish and are very, fa- are very passionate about how they cook fish uh-huh. like lots of fish fries nine was like a prime age for like every birthday graduation celebration of any kind was a fish fry mm-hmm. um so there's uh you know probably my dad <laughs> my mom uh who like doesn't love fried fish even though uh-huh. she's from the caribbean just like trying like making something either uh inherently like west indian um and introducing my dad's side of the family to something or her like learning some uniquely american dish that she wants to impress people with really either end of the spectrum just like as west indian as possible or did you know that in america they eat yams that's what i'm learning today you know like (laughs) that kind of thing that's great yeah I love that I love that that sort of like adventurous um spirit yeah she loved thanks she loves Thanksgiving for that reason Oh, because so much of what we eat for Thanksgiving just does not translate to to West Indian cooking I mean if some of it does like um but like you know stuffing sliced turkey like what what use is that on an what island? What is this? Yeah, you know. <laughs> and why is there gravy on everything? <laughs> truly, truly. <laughs> All right, um, it's kind of uh, related. If we aren't eating blank, then it isn't blank. Okay, I thought about this one. 
uh, if we aren't eating Demos, we aren't eating vegan pizza. Oh yeah. Demos pizza. I went through a stretch where I was, <laughs> I would post a picture almost every week. I think I've archived a lot of them because it was embarrassing, but almost every week of like me and a new person at Demos pizza eating a, like a, one of those huge ass slices yes. of vegan pizza. And I would tag it hashtag unofficial Demos marketing. And I just like, I was like, when is Demos going to hire me as their social media? <laughs> For real. Or at least yeah. give you some sort of sponsorship or discount. Truly, it never got me anywhere. I was, I was honestly, honestly mad. But uh, I, you know, there's a lot of bad vegan pizza in the world. There's a lot, yeah. or like, you know, I've had so many sad cheeseless pizzas in yeah. my life. Uh, <laughs> or there's like I, I I touched on this earlier, but the assumption that like because you're eating a vegan pizza, you want to be eating like the quote unquote healthiest pizza. Yeah. So you'll get like it's diet cheese. I'm gonna throw them under the bus bad. It's like <laughs> diet cheese and parsley and you're like, we'll call this the garden special and yeah. demos you can get i don't know i actually don't know what vegan cheese they use but demos you get like vegan macaroni and cheese pizza like yeah. vegan chicken bacon ranch pizza yeah. like actually like fun like fun junk food that happens to be vegan yeah and well a demos is delicious 100 percent you can tell, I actually think restaurants should be like measured on their ability to make vegan food. Yes. Because it takes creativity, it takes ingenuity mm -hmm. and it takes transferable skills. And I think if, if you as a chef can make vegan food that is delicious, you actually are the like, the Titan chef, you know? I totally agree, yeah. It's not just reproducing recipes from the past. It is also like, innovating for the future correct correct <laughs> i realized how dorky i was starting to sound <laughs> but it's real yeah. i get very sad for people when like the vegan or the dairy-free or the gluten-free or the vegetarian like option is crappy you know yeah. i have a friend who talked about this is sort of a different problem but it's related to something you said where like you know like there's like a object that is consistently offered to a dietary restriction and she was like i've eaten so many portobello mushroom sandwiches in my mm. i don't want one more because <laughs> it was like the go-to veggie option yeah yeah and i resonate with that because i technically like a marinated portobello that's been grilled and put mm -hmm. on a bun with some like aioli or something but i have eaten it too much yeah like i don't i think i don't need it maybe ever again. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and you can definitely, depending on your, your vegan burger of choice, get yeah. burnt out, yes. burnt out on an impossible or beyond burger. After a while, you can only black taste. Bean. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Black I eat it too many times. And mm -hmm. like, I'll go back, but I just need a break. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I, uh, my partner worked at a burger place for a long time 
and they their burger was a, a beyond burger mm-hmm. and beyond has like the slightest um uh pea protein aftertaste mm-hmm. like you can taste the peas yeah. but when i when i would have it two times a week after a while all i could taste was like the aftertaste yes. became the foretaste you know yeah. 100% yeah you got it. Moderation, variety, whatever. One hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate there was like a while back, like Tasty did a video of like four completely different homemade veggie burgers, and it helped remind me that like, oh right, you can make a veggie burger out of a lot of things. You can mix it up. Yeah. Not just black sure. bean or not just pea plastic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's a celebration. How did you know your family was going all out with food? What restaurants did you go to? What plates came out of the cupboard? How big was the spread? Um, two, two. If we were staying home, like I mentioned earlier, we might do a fish fry. But yeah. if it was just like the nuclear family, my mom and dad love to go to Sam's Club uh-huh. and get uh, get two lobsters uh-huh. and potatoes and corn on the cob and grill them outside and eat it on the patio. That was like Mother's Day or like any birthday where you didn't want to have the whole family over. Lobster, loved, um, yeah, like that, that like, uh, you know, that like white potato salad, um, a little bit of the red potatoes, skins left on. Uh, yeah, corn on the cob, and we had those little cool corn skewers. Oh, that yeah. That was the, yeah, I love those. Um, we had a lot of that kind of stuff uh, for big celebrations. And then the, like, you did great on your report card, nice job, was, uh, what are they called? Was a um, hibachi restaurant. Oh, yeah. Uh, called Makoto's. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love Makoto's. <laughs> so much I like have nothing but fond memories of watching a hibachi chef like create a beautiful spread they have the most amazing uh the most amazing like white sauce Mm -hmm. Uh, and eventually they they had to start like providing so much when you like from the time I started going there when I was like a little little kid yeah so even if I go home now they they've given they give people an increasing amount of this like white savory sauce because people will pour it over their fried rice over yeah. the carrots is uh, it a horseradish sauce yeah yeah mm-hmm. but it's yeah it's like fried rice carrots uh liver pate uh two pieces of shrimp yeah shrimp tails caught in the chef's hat you know yep. and then uh the dish that I get as my entree it was always uh, yakiniku, which is oh, a yeah. white fish with a with a yellow sauce and like scallions on top. Um, and throughout my life, I've been on various like spectrums of like pescatarian yeah. to vegetarian to vegan. Um, but I feel like even when I was vegan, I'd be like, I know there's butter and some of this stuff and I just oh, yeah. got to go for it. I just got to go for it. Yeah. You know, it's but. okay to have, I mean, it's like the, it's like the food version of hall pass. 
right? like it's like sorry no that fish at that restaurant I yes. always eat sorry well, yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah I, there were two times in my life one time I, I um didn't eat fast food uh for like 40 days it was back when I was practicing um Christianity so I did like Lent no fast food oh and I did uh vegan for 40 days but <laughs> I'm such a weirdo in Lent McDonald's will do the double fish fillet as a promotion. And so my rule, both when I was vegan and both when I wasn't eating fast food, is I could have a fish fillet, a double fish fillet on Sundays, which I don't know what I was doing, but it was worth it to me. I love the fish fillet. Same. I think it is 100% underrated. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Thank so you. Good. So good. And I would, and I loved, I loved Lent for that reason because mm-hmm. the double fish fillet and then Wendy's only does a fish sandwich, at least, at least when I was a kid growing up, yes. they would only do a fish sandwich during Lent. Yes. And I remember it being really good. Quite good. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I feel like because, because my dad, I grew up with like fresh fish and my dad fishing, mm-hmm. you would think that I would be like above fish filet or like fish sticks or like processed. I love that stuff. Yeah. I love it all. Also, I, yeah. First 15 years of my life, I lived in Massachusetts and we ate really good seafood, but we also ate fish fillets. Like, yeah. It's just like with like cheese or something, like something that you find that you, you have the really good stuff and also the not so amazing. Yeah. The thing about the fish filet is it is amazing. It's just a different amazing. Yes, definitely. And most importantly, the fish fillet tastes the same every time you get it. That cannot be underestimated. Like yeah. uh, that that level of safety <laughs> and comfort. Oof. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's how I feel about McDonald's hash browns too. Like I'm like, <gasps> I just know. I know it's a known entity. It is control, you know? Yeah. yeah. Order that and know it's going to taste exactly like all of like the what 5,000 other times I've eaten <laughs> Starbucks entire business yes. model. Yes. Yeah. Yes. hundred percent. We know. Um, what food for you is home? What recipe do you hope is on the table when you visit family? Oh, the food for me that's home. Um, probably, uh, this is a side dish, but it yeah. would be in any kind of uh, my mom's making something big in West Indian fungi, mm. um, fungi, fungi and shad is really like the combination shad. I'm not as big a fan of uh-huh. shad is like a, as a very, very salty fish with like a tomato sauce and onions on top of it. Uh-huh. And then fungi is, um, like a polenta, um, oh. and it's got okra in it. Uh-huh. Um, and you, there's some people like sweet fungi, just like grits, you know, like yeah. people that there are people who like sweet grits, good for them. Good for them. Um, but there's, but good fungi, for you, not for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, fungi is like, yeah, now that I'm saying it out loud, it sounds like very Italian adjacent, but it's oh. like a, it's like a, um, it's like a cornmeal, mm-hmm. like, uh, it takes the shape of whatever it is prepared in and it's got pieces of okra in it so good that and like maybe johnny cakes mm-hmm. um 
which different parts of the West Indies will tell you are different things. But in Antigua, where my mom is from, it's it's just like a like a fried biscuit. It's like very okay. simple to make. Um, just really like flour, salt, water, and then you throw you uh, pack it, mm-hmm. and then you throw it in oil. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Oh. Johnny cakes. Who doesn't like a little fried dough? <laughs> really good. I realize I'm mentioning exclusively the starches. I mean, you, oh. you might have like a bowl of pepper pot with that. You might have, uh, you definitely have some greens, maybe ham. I don't, I don't really eat ham, but like that's the full meal, but I am a side queen. I love the sides. The day that Boston market. Oh, invented the side sampler i was in heaven yeah because a i don't eat i'm I'm pescatarian so i don't Mm -hmm. really eat the 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 poultry or the red meat but like you had to like cobble together for a while and then they finally were like we made a plate it fits you know three sides and a cornbread i was like it's about time (laughs) yes oh my gosh yeah i i've been i've been pescatarian most most of my life too and like sides really underestimated you know Mm. like just like popeyes does a good side sampler too but thinking of i've catered a lot too so i've had so much wedding food and just like a plate of sides has has comforted me many times in my yes. life yeah and, and and why isn't i mean that is food yes yeah and it, ha- it is delicious and it does the job so why isn't that more mainstream i don't know people oh, love the meat they can't help it i don't know yeah or they think they can't help it mm-hmm. but yeah give me some like veggies some mac and cheese and like a piece of cornbread and I'm good. Yeah. I mean, when you talk about Southern comfort food, especially like when you're like cornbread greens, like all of the fun stuff is the size in my opinion. (laughs) In my opinion, what's the abbreviation? IMO. IMO. I can't. Yeah. (laughs) Apparently I can't um, write. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or spell. <laughs> no, it's it's for real, for real. The the only like I think the entrees that I really like, if I was like, no, in this case, I would want the entree, it's stuff like lasagna, where I'm like, yeah, no, give me the biggest slice of lasagna you have. Yeah. If it's yeah, I I you're 100 percent on it because I feel like I like an entree where it's all folded into itself. Yeah. So like <laughs> shepherd's pie, lasagna, yes. chicken pot pie, chicken yeah. pot pie, you know, all those. <laughs> it's the dream. It's the dream. Uh all right, fill in the blank. What Americans don't understand about blank is blank. Mm. Um what Okay, literally uh, a couple of months ago, I would have said what Americans don't understand about seasoning is black black pepper doesn't do anything. And I was severely educated on this topic. Black pepper has a lot of uses. I just didn't realize all the places it was used. Uh Uh, (laughs) um, I was like, and I literally was like, 
black pepper is a thing that white people think saves every dish like <laughs> get it together and i like shared this with other black people and they were like what are you talking about literally you are not paying attention everyone uses black pepper yeah um, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it's um, only a problem when black pepper is used in lieu of something important for flavor building, right correct it has it has its place yeah. But now I would say what Amer what Americans don't understand about blank is blank is the question. Yeah. What Americans don't understand about I'd say about West Indian food is just how big the West Indies is. Yeah. So even talking about even like the way I've described like shad, pepper pot, Johnny cakes, all of those would be different in mm-hmm. trinidad versus mm-hmm. um antigua where my mom is from or people there's like a huge assumption that like all west indian food is jamaican and there's like so many huge differences island to island like trini yeah. food versus jamaican like uh, well, that's how different. islands work right yeah <laughs> there weren't and like bridges in between the islands 100%. to develop food culture. Yeah. yeah, and like so much of so much of the West Indies, like even the name West Indies, like is is subject to so much colonization, and so yes. therefore, like what European influence your island has, like what your island has access to, I yes. think people don't realize like how much of the innovation in West Indian cooking is a direct result from of like not having access to certain foods or not having access to um like a means of uh uh refrigeration there's like so much uh there's so much urgency because a Uh, lot of things are are uh imported from other other places and so mm -hmm. you already are working against the expiration date at any given time so to this day a lot of my mother's recipes call for condensed milk instead of instead of milk because it's not practical to to have like a a a gallon of milk in the fridge because it's going to go bad um yeah so like yeah how different food is throughout the west indies um and how much innovation is possible um when you i mean it's like a it's like a uh, I mean, it's a great experiment in, in, in doing with what you have. Like, I think yeah. of like, the, like DIY theater in many ways, yeah. DIY music, like we, we make do and we make amazing with what we have. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's right. And yeah. Yes. I was going to elaborate, but I think you've said it all. <laughs> in, in <regards laughs> I'm like, um, I'm the person that drives people bonkers in meetings for repeating what someone else said. Oh man. And I'm not trying to like steal it, but I'm like, right, right. And then I'm just re-articulating what they said. Cause I think, cause I'm a verbal processor. I want to say it out loud and I'm learning at 37. I don't need to, <laughs> I can agree. <laughs> no, it helps a lot. Like I, yeah, I was, I was diagnosed with ADHD like in the last two years and mm. That is like so. I've realized so much that I just like parrot back what someone says because I'm like, I want to understand it, and I know I will if you if I say it out loud. 
I sometimes don't understand how I feel until I say it out loud. Oh, yes. And then mm-hmm. you say something and you're like, oh, no, I actually don't agree with myself. Let's, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. really important for me. Yeah. Oh, 100%. 100%. But I also ruin meetings by asking the question at the last second, you know? I, I'm oh. that person. Yeah. Sorry, I am. I am. I, we have a lot in common. Oh, what a blast. <laughs> Cereal for one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, what's a food or cuisine that you found in your adult life that's changed how you thought about food? Oh, yeah. I mentioned earlier uh, soup. I, I, oh, huh. Soup soup, and salad, I thought were useless. You yeah. know, when people would be like Olive Garden, soup, salad, and breadsticks, I'd be like, well, three foods you can put down the garbage disposal if you ask me. What does that even mean? Along um, with the black pepper. Along with the black pepper. You're going to go to an Olive Garden, put black pepper on your minestrone and call it a day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, soup and salad for sure in my adult life. I've, yeah. I've, I've loved. Um, I think uh, I... I saw, I saw, uh, this is where I'm going to get like a little, a little woo woo. Yeah. Great. Uh, uh, I saw, I had a lot of stomach trouble for, for a minute and I saw, um, uh, an Ayurvedic, uh, nutritionist Uh and she talked about like the different, the different doshas. So different, different, different body types, different, emotional types like benefit from different foods uh-huh. and uh the dosha that i fall into was she was like yeah like so much of uh, uh u.s culture is like only for one body type and so they're right. like eat a lot of salads eat a lot of eat a lot of like light foods that's where they're like six small meals the like right. low carb like it does work for some people yeah. and that they, they find joy. Uh, yeah. I, I was never happy after having a salad. And she right. was like, yeah, you just have to reframe what a salad is. Like if a bunch of vegetables are in a bowl, you did it. Yeah. And she's like, they can be cooked vegetables. They can have like beans and nuts and tofu. Yes. And like, so I think uh, as soon as I started calling anything that was a bowl of vegetables salad yeah. I got a lot happier yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah and like not beating myself up for not liking iceberg lettuce with four tomatoes and Italian dressing yeah I had a like realization with leaves <laughs> which was my preferred leaf for a salad was actually arugula rocket to the yes, Brits rocket as they say <laughs> And I, I was like, kind of like the same feeling of like, oh, I can't eat all this in one day. Like I need to save it for someone. I was like, well, it doesn't make sense to always eat rocket. I just said, I don't even call it arugula, arugula. And I was like, but wait, why? Who cares? If I'm eating leaves that get food into my body, why not this funny little shaped one, you know? Yeah, yeah. Someone's going to like message me and be like, actually too much arugula does this. Whatever. Actually, you must have iceberg lettuce to survive. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> that would be so sad. Oh, no thanks. Although, you know what's funny? I do like a wedge salad, like the iceberg, like quartered iceberg with like blue cheese on it. <laughs> but I don't think that's 
actually even related to other salads, frankly. <laughs> and it's more huh. than novelty, actually. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Going to a restaurant and having a classic, like, this is a, a cob salad. This yeah. is a Caesar salad. Feels fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'll take the wedge. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I'm on a TV show at... I'm in Sex in the City. Yeah, I was going to say that. With my wedge salad. <laughs> the other thing I realized about salads was like, one thing I really liked was roasting vegetables and then them getting cold and then them going back into a salad, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So like roasted sweet potato and like other root vegetables, that roasted but then cold on a bed of cold leaves. I was really into that. You're... 100% correct. Thank you. I love I love a, a roasted vegetable that has gone cold. Yeah. And I realized like part of it was like I didn't want a raw big chunk of a vegetable. If the vegetables oh. are raw, I want them to already be small or to get smaller, like shredded. Yeah. I don't want to bite into a baby carrot in a salad that is raw maybe ever again. No. Like baby carrots are either my fake chips Mm-hmm. Or I mm-hmm. want them roasted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's also like a lot of work for your body yes. to cook that food inside of you. Yes. That's what that's the most woo thing I'll say all day. Like <laughs> uh, and inversely, that's one of the reasons I like the fish fillet, because it feels yeah. like it's sort of half digested already. Yeah. <laughs> Goes down real easy. It's baby bird. <laughs> <laughs> and easy mac, actually. All right. What's your biggest recipe fail? Um, I my biggest recipe fail. Um, I went through a phase where I was just trying to make a chocolate cake or brownie without a recipe, uh-huh. and I just like once or twice a week was it was just like cocoa powder flour and dreams yeah uh never measuring never and there were a lot of bad ones a lot maybe some good ones ones. some okay ones yeah (laughs) i mean earlier we said the brownie mix got it right why why fight it um hello you know just throw the eggs throw some oat milk in there you got it um but I was, I, yeah, I, I definitely went through a phase where I was just like, flour, cocoa powder. I don't, I can't find the baking powder. Let's do baking soda this time. So pink, pink salt, yeah. uh, honey, uh, uh, dates, uh, just like random shit. And I'd be like, this one, I was like, this is going to be the new, like more plant-based chocolate cake. Epiphany I have, and I just never did, never did. So one of them was like, (laughs) one of them was saltier than it was sweet, uh, and extremely spongy. That's probably that was probably the most egregious version. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd try a salty brownie, frankly, but. Maybe not I that do, way, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do like I do like salt with sweet. I yeah. do I don't need I don't need the I don't need like chocolate baked goods to be like super sweet because chocolate's yeah. already a vibe. 
Yeah. That's such a silly thing to say. You're 100% right. But like, but it doesn't have to be as sweet as like, you know, your funfetti cake or like a lemon poppy seed something. Chocolate's doing a lot of the work for you. Uh, But more salty than sweet, too much. Oopsie. Too much. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Inversely, what's a recipe hack that you found that you'll always stick with? Um, recipe hack that I found that I'll always stick with. Um, I really, I really like making, um, I really like making, uh, a shepherd's pie, uh, with sweet potato instead of white potato. Um, I know I'm not the first person to ever do that, but right. that really felt like a, like a game changer to me. It is. It's so, so good. I just, not no hate to white potato. Yeah. I love a white potato. Yeah. But if you can sneak some sweet into your heavy hearty, come on, oh, come on. Come on. Yeah. Uh, sweet potato. Uh, and then this is not a hack. This is just sure. like a, I, I bought a, I bought a, I bought a milk frother. Oh yeah. Uh, $15. One of the best investments of my life. Every coffee I make at home, gourmet. Yeah. So a lot of people have told me on this podcast and off that the milk frother is where it's at. So I need to hurry up and get one. Yeah. Yeah. You can get them for like less than 20 bucks yeah and you just you make your little french press coffee you put yeah. some milk on the stove top and then you come you are a barista yeah yeah i mean i'm dream. sure baristas listening are like no you're not Ooh, yeah. <laughs> but but if you don't want to like my my local coffee shop is closed right now so uh-huh. june and that's been a it's been hard yeah. uh so I, I've had to get innovative. Yes, you do. We've all, yeah. We, yeah, this is weirdly, one of our like secondary and tertiary tasks this year and a half has been like, well, how are you going to make this special? You know? Yep. Yes. Oh man. <laughs> What's a recipe like that it. you highly recommend and what makes it special? A recipe that I highly recommend uh, is the the minimalist baker vegan chocolate cake uh, because it is a recipe therefore yeah. you should follow it uh, <laughs> um, it's uh, it's just so good so moist so consistently good uh, it one of the strangest ingredients that I've ever seen that I have uh, as a as a result just gone to many times now uh if you go to like devon market or really like any any grocery store you know there i mean chicago is great because we have so many grocery stores that have like that are are owned by poc or like frequented by a lot of people of color and therefore they're like so international the things you can find are amazing um but sweetened condensed coconut milk which you find like in the like um in the same area you would find you know coconut milk curry powder um tahini um which is a thing that was never on my radar and has amped up my dairy-free dessert game 
sweetened condensed coconut milk is an ingredient in the minimalist baker vegan chocolate cake i've adapted it a little bit sometimes i'll put peanut butter in the frosting oh yeah um and so whenever i share it with people i call it the what do i call it i call it the big sexy vegan but not in your face about it chocolate cake adapted from minimalist baker that's a great title. Yeah, that's beautiful. I mean, I'm going to have to steal it. I'll send it to you. Oh, what a blessing. <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, minimalist baker, uh, what chef or food practitioner do you recommend folks looking into? I mean, yeah, definitely uh, minimalist baker is a good one. Um I really like the YouTuber Sweet Potato Soul. She's great. Um, I have watched, I do, I do watch a lot of uh, food bloggers on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, if you're ever looking for a good matcha recipe, Rowena, Rowena Sai has a really good series. Um, there's that, that girl on TikTok who makes all of the, uh, the, the fancy tough coffees. If you just search oh, yeah. like coffee girl, yeah, she's it. Um, There's so much good food content on TikTok. It's wild. Yeah. And then uh, a big, a big recommendation I would give to folks um, as someone who, who has a history of disordered eating. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, there's a YouTube nutritionist named Abby Sharp. Mm-hmm. Um, and she unpacks a lot of celebrity what I eat in the days and she'll be she's like really good about being like I'm so glad that this influencer is like listening to their intuition she could actually stand to have like more calories here she could stand uh-huh. to like eat more here and is like very it was like a really great um, advocate for for intuitive eating and, and just like having fun uh, yeah. And I think it's super easy right now because there's so much of that what I eat in a day content from from people we love, right? Like yeah, yeah. Celebrities we love and having a nutritionist go in and be like, this looks delicious. You can eat more than you think. Like is just yeah. like helpful for my brain. Yes. Abby Sharp, check her out. Abby Sharp. Yeah, it's. I feel like so much of our work is undoing, you know? Yeah. <sighs> Relearning to be humans. Yeah. Yeah. It's real. What are you working on right now, food related or not, that you want to share with listeners? Um, I continue to work on the Infinite Wrench, mm-hmm. uh, which is our the neo-futurist ongoing, ever-changing attempt to perform 30 plays in 60 minutes. Uh, we're currently uh, digital, as is yeah. most of the world. So we put out, um, we have been putting out uh 30 videos uh, for Patreon subscribers. Uh, so check out neofuturist.org to follow our good works. Um, I would also check out That's the Weird Grandma online mm-hmm. house party. Um, and those are my those are my big things right now. You yeah. can always subscribe to a newsletter that I haven't sent out in a long time uh, by going to live link tree slash live live laugh blood follow me on instagram live laugh blood yeah 
gonna try and make that an LLC this year. Do it's it. my I love I love that combination of it's words. Really good. I really checked good. it. Maybe I shouldn't even be saying this, but I checked right. it and no one owns it. So well, I you gotta, know what you're I doing after this call, then you need to copy. Yeah, I gotta go. I gotta copyright <laughs> it immediately. <laughs> no, it's a it's a killer handle and like it's versatile. Like you could have a live lit, you know, night called that. It's incredible. Yeah. Recipes, everything. Recipes, drawings. Yeah, my Don't Instagram. I'm making some cute, <laughs> cute, and I'm making some cute procreate drawings. Yeah. yeah. Look at that. Well, Jasmine, thank you so much for doing this. This is a true pleasure. Thanks. Thanks for having me. So fun. Thank you for joining me on Mirepoix Podcast. And thank you to our house band, Siblings, for the use of their song, Jars. I invite you to subscribe to financially support Mirepoix directly on Anchor and to follow me on Instagram where you can receive behind-the-scenes content about this podcast and my own food practice. Till we feast again.